Good evening, and thank you for joining us to, with WWWLOVE, home of Cosmic Firefly in Ari. And tonight we have a very special guest, Reverend Allison L. James. How are you tonight, Allison? Well, good evening, Ariana. I'm very well. So glad to be connecting with you. I as well. I was so excited to, to um, have this podcast with you because you have so much to share with us. And so I'd like you to um, kind of share with us what it is um, that you're creating at this moment and also what you've created in the past and how it is supporting us on, uh, on, planet, on the planet right now. Well, thank you for that question. Um, my work today is uh, ongoing as it has been from uh, a, a long time ago, um, but I would say primarily since the beginning of this century, is uh, to develop the awareness for ourselves and for humanity on the planet for um, our uh, journey towards the um, golden age of light, which I like to call the new Camelot. Awesome. The, the new Camelot is, as, as its name sounds, it, it is a utopian society and while listeners might be thinking wow that sounds great but is it really attainable is it sustainable can we really get there and so all of my work is to help us evolve to heal to raise our vibration so that we can create that world that heaven on earth and there are some, of course, many tools to get there. But my work is to help um, others um, develop the awareness and then the consciousness and the vibration in order to create that world. That's true. And we're dealing at this moment. And it's just not uh, our world, personal world. It's the whole world. This whole pandemic has affected the whole world, and so many people are walking around in fear and scrambling to, you know, get back to where things were before because, you know, there was a pause because they shut shut everything down, and everyone wants to, you know, get back. And these are things that are taking time, but also for us to go within to gain some kind of awareness and I guess not to be in so much fear. So I guess I'm at, what I want to ask is how can we as a collective get back to some kind of stabilization and work through fear? It may seem like a tall order um, when you put it that way. And of course, many people have been and are going through a lot of challenges but the reality that we can 
literally held in her hand is one that we can create for ourselves if we will but allow it. Correct. And so it's a paradox, really. Whenever whenever things seem so difficult or challenging and things bring up fear and anxiety, all the things that are happening at the moment, which are making making us all question certain things. It, the paradox is that when you embrace the spiritual path, you begin to understand that the very challenges that face you are given to you because you have the ability to overcome them. In other words, the harder something seems, it, it might initially put you off or make you uh, contract or feel small and you car away from it. But our essence, our spiritual essence, our divine blueprint is providing us at all times if we will allow it, the means and the methods to overcome these challenges. It's, it's the magic, in other words. That's true, and I have to share one, an experience I had when I was about five. At night, it was like, for me, it was so scary. Because I would see every, like, like snakes or whatever crazy stuff, and there were so many times that I would feel as small as a speck but as large as as the universe and i i didn't and until you said that we feel small did it kind of come into perspective that god was showing me that i there's no need to feel small that i can expand while i could contract to feel that largeness or to feel the whole world around me and not to be scared but when you're five, you're like, what the heck is this? And I <laughs> would imagine why. that there are others out there that when this happened, that we go into our inner child gets scared. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure so many people have had challenges and the belief systems that our parents or our elders or our teachers, our friends that we take on as our own. And so we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. <laughs> no, <laughs> but because, because the world does operate under the fear of death. Oh, I won't have my car anymore. I won't have my house anymore. I won't have my clothes anymore. Yeah, and I think that those are all things that we, as a collective, that we have to decide. You know, um, to not be a, not to get in that space and to go into that space of grace. Well, that's right. We we are human after all, and yes. we live in a world of duality. And so we tend to see things through our eyes and we think that, that that's it. Um, the physical, the material world can dominate 
our thinking and our actions. Whereas when one follows the spiritual path and starts to open up one's faith and inner, inner vision to alternate realities, that you discover that there are things and feelings and concepts and ideas and amazing energies. Yes. And of course, love <laughs> with a capital L. Yes. <laughs> and these things start to have uh, a, a, or create a vision for us. They, they become our reality so that when those challenges come we're not believing with what we see with our eyes we start to believe with our hearts and what we know inwardly to be true but we have to get to that place well reverend nelson how do you how do you connect to your heart this i i remember the closest thing i could think of is the wizard of oz with with the tin man and he was like rusted solid. Here they come with the oil, <laughs> and your lips are hurt. <laughs> and then they oiled the heart. And is it because we get rusty? Is that what happens to us? Well, you could say that. We, we do need to open our hearts. And I do want to just make the uh, listeners aware of something called Prima Agni. It's um, a symbol of, of divine love. And it is literally a tool we can use to help open our hearts. But we can, with our own intention, ask the powers that be, the the masters, the spiritual hierarchy, our guides and angels to help us to open our hearts so that we can receive new information, new ideas, new energies. Because when we remain closed and um, not believing and when we become um, resistant, we close down. Yeah, yes, I understand. We, we need to open our hearts. And of course, there are many methods to do that. And meditation is extremely important. Um, but if you have the desire to shift to another level, to explore, to pursue your path to levels that perhaps you don't even know and it's it's a matter of operating your faith this is, this is what faith is about knowing that you can have victory over your various situations and uh, feelings and so on and and that this is the paradox I was talking about that while it may seem overwhelming and how could you possibly get there we have ways to uh, to do this and the body 
is the most extraordinary instrument. Yes. And we have the faculties and we have the assistance from um, the planet, the planets, plural, and of course, the, uh, the creator, the source of all that we are. Yes. And how that can be stepped down to all of us. I mean, there's a, there is the magic. There is that wonder, that beauty, and the belief that we will go far beyond what we think is limit, limiting us at any point in time. This is true. And, but sometimes people will experience terrible, terrible hardship or terrible grief or shocking things that have shocked them to their core. And it's hard for them sometimes to stop, they stop believing for a time. And how can we start to believe again? Well, we've touched upon it already, and that is that we must open our hearts and give, give life a chance. It's, it's, it takes energy yes. to close down and to remain angry or frightened. And it sort of becomes a self-perpetuating prophecy, doesn't it? Once you step onto that uh, road, uh, it just comes to meet you. Correct. So what we want to do, if we can't do it ourselves, is to ask for some help. We can go to others. We can go to source. Yes. Depending on where your level of um, self uh, application and your sovereignty is, there are always those who are able to help you get to that next level. And, and sometimes we find that God or source provides us the avenue, but we just have to take a breath and say, oh, look at this. I haven't seen that before. Let me have a look. You right. have to be open and then, and then um, you can see that, oh, an opportunity, a way is being made. And you're never, you're never left in the lurch with no way out. And that is a reality. Um, perhaps some find that hard to believe, but in my experience, you were saying, right, as you were so eloquently saying, there's always hope, correct? It is. Every time we see a rainbow, that's God's promise. Oh, I saw a rainbow yesterday. It was so awesome. <laughs> the joy you have when you see a rainbow. 
That's God's promise that there's always a way being made for you. And that's exactly the, when we were actually body surfing with the kids. And I just want to remind the listeners that become as your child, as the, the magical person that the little boy or girl that you are. Because it was a little girl that saw it. Look at the rainbow. And of course, I'm like, where is it? <laughs> and it's over there. And I'm like, I can't see it. <laughs> and then the adult said, "There's that's God's promise. And that actually put me back into alignment. And I began again to play as a child in the water. So, um, and it's true. Yes, and and when you uh, you know when a rainbow occurs, you've had a storm, you've had rain, you've had um, a cloudy atmosphere, and then suddenly there's all this beauty, and it's always there. It's just that we can only see it at certain times. It's as if we have to go through all of these challenges in order to grow and evolve and while it may seem um, painful or difficult even overwhelming we can always know that that hope that love is there to help us I like to have crystals round about me that have rainbows in them oh I know aren't they awesome <laughs> It's a constant reminder. And, and when when the light shines through, of course, no accident in that metaphor, um, you see the rainbow. And so when we uh, ask for help, we petition for love and light from source, we are always given our route, our way out of our difficulty. And sometimes it may come in a dream, it may come through the words of someone that you weren't even expecting. But the answer does come. And uh, we just have to um, operate our faith and trust that that is coming. And and as the masters always um, demonstrate to us, they are always there. Um, this is to help us. Well, and that brings me to my next question is, uh, I was so fascinated that you um, got to know Merlin. And I was wondering how you, how you uh, received Merlin. Yes, well, it was a very interesting time. <laughs> um, and I've written about it in my book, Merlin and the New Camelot. I've talked about many of the things that he presented to me. Um, I didn't truly become aware of his presence until 2006, um, which was an interesting time because I had uh, been through a divorce. And um, I received certain messages and he came through and he said to me, oh, yes, free at last, free at last. <laughs> <laughs> so one, once I had moved through certain challenges, 
um, and was on my path to become um, more fully self-realized and um, to be very independent. Then he stepped in and that's rather, that's rather um, typical of, of many of the masters in the sense that they they don't spend a lot of time necessarily working with someone if you're not serious about your path. This is true. You you can't just dabble and run away. It's it's not going to work. Once you embrace the possibilities of uh, connecting to the higher realms, your your world is going to change. It is. And that's another thing to have faith is that when you're receiving these messages, because I can relate to you because in 2006, I received the calling too, where the Holy Spirit told me I was getting out of my soul sleep. So I heard these two voices, English, similar to yours. They were telling me, get up, get up. It's time <laughs> to get up. Now, if I was one that was vested in oh my God, I'm, I'm having a mental breakdown. I would have went to the psychiatrist. <laughs> but I knew that I was growing and this is the next step in my spiritual growth. And it made me smile. But at the time, I didn't quite understand. Get up, get up. I thought it was time. I, mean, I, I wasn't going to hear my alarm, so they were getting me up. And so now I realize in retrospect that it was, I was coming out of my soul sleep and we're all sleeping at yes. some point in our lives. And then we wake up. And then we wake up. In fact, you, you remind me of a story that's something that, that happened to me. Uh, when I first came to New York, I was um, studying in, um, a black ministry, a black church, and it was a prophetic ministry. And uh, I received this um, prophetic energy. And I remember I was standing for the very first time on a, on a small stage and everyone who was called to do this was having to stand up and give a message to the assembled people. And I remember I was saying to myself, well, I have no idea what I'm going to say. So I just stepped up and allowed the energy and the message to come through. And the message was, rise up, rise up. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and I had so many wonderful experiences, even with um, the Holy Spirit blowing through my hair. My hair was was at 90 degrees to my head, and there were no windows or doors open. So Spirit has a way of reaching you and speaking to you and delivering a message to build your faith. Yes. It, it doesn't happen overnight, uh, necessarily, perhaps for some, but 
it's a gradual process of growth and evolution. And um, for me, uh, Merlin was was there in a in a major way um, throughout my life. Not that I was aware until really around 2006. I can relate to that too, and I think a lot of people were waking up, getting either waking up or receiving some sort of because we were coming into again a crisis on the planet with all the collapse of the um, real estate and stuff like that. So those of us that were still walking the path of the light worker, we were receiving more faith and and experiences to help us keep going. Yes, and also it's good to remember, and I it, it bears repeating again, that whenever you're in a place, maybe you think it's a dark place, um, you always are provided a way to get out. Yes. It's, um, it's just part of life. It's what we have to learn to do. And as we learn it and uh, start to catch ourselves, catch our thoughts, catch our feelings and say, well, that's, that's not the truth of me. That's something I might be experiencing in the moment. Don't believe the evil report, in other words. Correct. And then we can go beyond and um, end up in places that we, we may never even dream of. Correct. And that, and I believe that this is our golden age that we're walking through because it's no coincidence that so many people are, are developing their spirituality, becoming more and more than they ever were because of world events or just because they want to know. Because we yes, have so much information. I, I think that there's something else happening too, um, especially as a result of um, the COVID yes. um, problems. And it's people have been um, more isolated and, and they've had time to think about things, think about their lives, uh, appreciate what they don't have or what they're missing. And so there's, uh, I think it's not so much a return to what they've known before, but rather embracing something new, um, being willing to look at new ways of living their lives. So many people have jobs that they don't like and don't make them happy, but they have to go through them for the financial uh, reasons. And when we start to believe in ourselves and that our path is being orchestrated by the divine plan of source, then we can start to trust in ourselves a little more. And you're not looking for answers outside of you, but rather you're looking at what's coming from the inside of you. Yes. You're allowing 
with the leanings of your heart um, as well as practicalities to govern your life without always looking for something else. Yes, I agree. Um, and in that time frame, like you said, 2006, I made a conscious decision to go back to school and become a massage therapist. Now, I'd always walked, I had done one job, but I always did, uh, was educating myself on natural healing, and I had had done my Reiki attunement in 1993 and that in turn said well I think I want to do massage therapy or healing work and so at that time I that's when I made a conscious decision so I had to sell my house my husband at the time did not he was so against it I just did it anyway and um, I had to overcome many obstacles but that was the beginning of when I decided to believe in myself and know that what God, what the messages I was receiving were correct and just to follow that. And I'm not saying it was easy, but I kept going. Like following right. the yellow brick road. Yes. And we all have moments when you say, did I hear that right? Am I doing the right thing? Um, and if we will be still, we can know the answers. Yes. And it may and may not, as I said before, come all at once. But if, if you're feeling resistance, if you're feeling doubt, or you're in in a constant quandary that monkey mind keeps chattering yes you need to be still and know that you're not you're not ready you have to be you have to come from a place of love now that's easier said perhaps than done but if you have peace of mind about something you can do it you can move ahead if you don't have peace about something then Perhaps there are some other things that you need to look at. What would you say? Well, I'm using myself as an example. I've had a lot of trauma. So when I did the Reiki attunement and then other things, it helped me to still my mind because I was almost in a sense frozen. And then I started thawing out. And I received the messages. Would you recommend that to people? Well, I notice that you use the word frozen. Um, it's good to be still, but when you say frozen, it wasn't about closing down your heart. When you Generally, we say that people freeze in fear. So if you're in fear, you, you, you generally know it. You have that feeling in your gut, you know, that... Right that something isn't right. If you're in that state of feeling frozen, well, you need to thaw out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then and then things can start to flow again. I mean, it's, um, all of our emotions are 
something that we go through, we, we tend to believe, and we might be programmed from childhood, that whenever a certain emotion arises, let's say you're angry about something, that, oh, you're a bad, bad girl, you're angry and you, should, you shouldn't be like that. Well, our emotions are telling us something. They're telling us about how we may believe about something or what we feel about something. And so they're not really the truth of us. They're, no. they're, they're signals, they're signposts. So when all those emotions start flying, that's the moment to step back and have a look and say, well, why am I so upset about this? Yes, what why? is it that that's showing about me, not about somebody else? Correct. And that was the question, why? Why do I feel guilt? Why do I feel shame? You know, and I'd say, what's wrong with me? But as I started exploring and declared my independence, which is what I did, the doors started opening and I just kept going. And I think that it was pretty much for everyone. They just ask why, or they say, that's it. I want more freedom. More freedom. It's also, um, an admission in, on some level that you need to work on yourself, that there's, there are some things arising. There's nothing shameful about that. We all have certain baggage or things that we may have come in with or that we've grown up with. And I would say that most light workers have spent quite a lot of time working on themselves to clear their energies um, and their belief systems so that they can be as clear as possible yes in order to proceed with a, a sense of conviction when they get their messages i mean it's it's rather like channeling i channel merlin and other masters and it's very important to have a clear head to put personal things aside and so usually um, light workers have spent and I'm sure you can attest to this too you've spent quite a lot of time working on yourself dealing with your issues looking at things and of course there are many um, energies and modalities that are available to you to help you. Yes, and I took the path at least, I didn't take the path that I was presented with uh, within my culture, within my generation. Um, and it was hard because there was not a lot of support for me. But I, like I said, I just kept going because I knew there was something, there was an answer, there were answers, but they weren't on the traditional conservative pathway that I had received. I was raised traditional Roman Catholic. I was from an, um, an Italian family. But since I was five, I was 
receive that information, the microcosm and the macrocosm, and maybe that was God's way of saying, okay, that started my, really started my journey. And yes. I, hope, I hope that those that are listening will con- you know, continue their journey and just keep searching for the answers because like at Reverend Allison says, they're there. You just have to ask. And all those ascended masters and guides, they're waiting for you. They want you to ask. They do. And for the listener to become aware, if, if, not, if they're not already, that there is an alternate reality, a spiritual realm from which all these masters, these ascended masters like Merlin and uh, Lord Sananda and Archangel Michael and so on all operate. They, they are, as I like to say, ready, willing and able to assist you. So it just takes a little earnest uh, a look at yourself and say, well, if you don't know what to do or don't know where to go, say, well, show me where, where I can go. Who can help me with this? And the answers will come. Yes. And we are here to create uh, the new Camelot, a, a new golden age, however long it may take, where we are walking in heaven on earth. And, and that's, that's the, the goal, that's my goal, and to assist others to get to that place where we know we can utilize so many things well, to help us. Do the masters have a, um, a message? Um, will one of them come forward and speak to us today? All right. This is Master Merlin. Thank you for listening to this conversation today. We want you to know how important it is that you believe in yourselves. We will not tell you what to do, but we are behind the scenes, as it were, loving you, supporting you, and helping you in every way we can. We will be nudging you at points along the way. So if something seems unusual or out of the ordinary in your usual frame of reference, remember this message right now that someone somewhere is trying to help you move forward and continue moving forward on your path. There is always more and more and more. Think of it this way. When you go to school, you start in the bottom class. 
and there are others ahead of you who have been studying and applying their lessons a little bit longer than you have. But they're no better than you. They've just been at it a little longer. So trust yourself and know that we are here and we are ready, willing and able to help you. We love you abundantly. Work your own magic, Master Merlin. Thank you. That was lovely. I felt him. Oh, he's he's such a wonderful soul. They all are, and they they can sometimes and do interchange. Um, and you might have a consortium of them working with you at a given time. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. But uh, Merlin, in particular, works with transformation, rather like the Ascended Master Saint Germain, who's uh, in charge of ascension for this planet. They, they are often working together. And so they will work through light workers such as myself to help you transform yourself. And so that's the magic, believing in the wonder that you may have thought or felt and experienced as a child. It's all there. It's just your own thinking that gets in the way. It's yes. still there. So that the, um, and I'm, I'm being nudged to tell you about the violet flame. For those listeners who have not used it, the violet flame is, yes, a violet light. It is an energy source that was uh, brought to the planet in particular in the 1930s originally. Wow, that long ago? I didn't know that. Yes, but it actually has, it's always been here, but we received as, uh, as a people on the planet a special dispensation to use the violet flame. And those who are listening could um, look it up or you're free to contact me and we can call upon the violet flame which dispels all negative energy yes and it even gets rid of bacteria as well yes it's phenomenal so here here is an amazing tool that we all need to be using and reverend allison do you think we could use amethyst as um maybe as a uh as a tangible um, reference for the violet flame, perhaps? Well, yes. Um, certain crystals have their own um, dispensation. They, um, amethyst has, of course, that beautiful violet color. Um, the clearer and more gemmy it is, the better. Nice. Um, it is uh, a crystal that says, let go and let God. 
no wonder I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it helps you to open up. It's it's particularly good for the third eye. Okay. Um, to allow that inner vision. So when you're meditating, you could be holding that. And of course, um, having amethyst around your house is wonderful. And it's a great clearer of um, negative energies if if you've been experiencing arguments and things like that. So. Did, didn't they use it at one time to help with sobriety? Well, it would be working energetically with the cause for what's ever wrong. So you have to remember that crystals, um, they have this vibration, of course, from the planet and some crystals from beyond our planet, but they hold a resonance. And so the resonance works energetically within our being and so we can let go of certain things they're awesome. very they're very effective sometimes that that third dimensional thinking of materiality can get in the way of our even believing that crystals could do such work or that they're, they're, they're evil or you know things like that yes well, of course, they are a gift from the universe. Yes. Um, the, our own planet is a crystal. So <laughs> as soon as we can get over that, we can start bringing them into our lives and using them more. And crystal therapy is, is very powerful. It is. For me personally, um, Violet, when, even when I was a little girl, my mom would say, what color do you want your room? And I would always tell her purple. <laughs> like, a light, like a light lilac and um then i started working with crystals but i was terrified i wouldn't tell many people because i it's not that my family ever said anything because gems were important to them and i looked at it that way but crystals when you're in a conservative bible belt area that's very you know this is bad or this or that i would keep all that like well, they might be called very new age, which, right. but actually the very old age because it took very long time to make them. <laughs> yes, and I kept things a secret, but everywhere I lived, I put crystals in every corner to give like a like a grid in my own home, and I use a lot of amethyst in my home. I love it, and I wear it a lot as well. Well, I'm not surprised, Ariana. <laughs> I'm a wizard after all, Merlin. Ah, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to share with us today, Robert Allison? I think, uh, I think my book, Merlin and the New Camelot, it, it speaks to many different tools. It gives teachings and it really explains who I am in a greater way and all that I went through when I first encountered Merlin. So uh, it also talks about him and his role in his last incarnation on the planet. And uh, Is that when he worked with King Arthur? Yes, indeed. And uh, 
some people may think, oh, that's just a, a fairy tale. So um, I think I think if I could help dispel the idea that all of those topics that we have brought brought up today are very real and there are ways that we can work with the ascended masters in the spiritual realms and so we can create this new world of love and peace it, it's not a pipe dream it's a reality but we have to participate and and know that we ourselves are the ones we've been waiting for yes exactly we can't point the finger outside of ourselves and blame this one or that one wherever they are whatever or, office they may be holding or to get involved in politics or those are all a distraction to keep you from your own majesty your own sovereignty and, and your own magic correct and that's the biggest thing i love a magical world yes and so you have to try really really hard not to be hypnotized because that could be your own your whole expression it's all you're thinking about well maybe you want to go into politics or maybe you want to change the world but first you have to know yourself that's why they say know thyself that's right and know your truth know who you are and and then i think what i'd also like to say is you need to operate from that truth operate from the inside of yourself to the outside and that's what this uh, extraordinary time that we're in is providing us with that we can go beyond what we see or read or 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 get from the media in some way or the other we have to come back to ourselves know your truth and go forward from that yes and you also use your discernment of the holy spirit go within is this my is this resonate with me is this my truth is this the truth i mean it's no coincidence when you go into a court of law they say you know say the truth Yes. So I always thought, well, what truth is that? Is this your truth? <laughs> well, so, your truth may change as you evolve. Correct. But um knowing what you are, where you are, and that you are divine. Yes. That you have this divine blueprint that's operating on the inside of you. Yes, and God does not make junk. You are perfect. No, you're, he doesn't tease you. He doesn't hold out a carrot and not deliver. He, he, he doesn't tease you. And when we come to that place, then, then we can really start to move. We can change our lives for the better and affect the collective in greater and greater ways. Yes. What you do for yourself is also helping another or others elsewhere. Very true.
So shall we wrap it up today? Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, I hope that the listeners will be encouraged to pursue their path. And uh, I'm available for uh, comments and help. And you can reach me at my website, alisonljames.com. One yeah. L in Allison. Thank you. Yes, and Reverend Allison L. James. Dot com and also your can you give the title of your book again please yes it's called Merlin and the New Camelot it's available on Amazon and it has a second line a tagline which is the birth of collective Christ consciousness uh, and can you also share with the listeners your your new project that you're working on? My my most recent um, work is is continuing on the sequel to this book, and uh, also I am uh, an ordinating minister now with Church of the Creator. This isn't a, a mortar and brick church it is a, a church of like-minded individuals of which you are a part ariana yes um, and we are building a new world as a collective where the dynamic of the fifth dimensional unconditional love of the world is helping us all in other words it's not just your individual work, but it's the shared collective work that is having great effect and creating change for so many on the planet. So do yes. join us. Yes, uh, we would love that. And I met Reverend Allison through Church of the Creator and I just had to share her with, with all of you because she's she is definitely a gem in her own right and i want to say thank you for joining us and god bless you all and i love you and peace